into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Indeed, welcome to Healing into Consciousness Radio and a fresh perspective into spiritual growth. Hello. My name is Albert, and each week I am joined here by the modern-day mystic and spiritual guide, Eliza Monadalian, who is also the award-winning and best-selling author of In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, and uh, who uh, Deepak Chopra called a simple and elegant map of the path of enlightenment. But, however, my co-host's expertise is knowing what's going on inside each person. That's her key. She knows the causes of your problems, specifically the fears of the unconsciousness and how their thoughts arise. Indeed, Mata knows firsthand that awareness does not come as a result of getting a degree because it's not an intellectual kind of thing because having a degree, especially in architecture and education, has nothing to do with discovering what is your true purpose. And the human being that we are honoring today would have no issue on that note being a college dropout. We are doing a a very special show, as a matter of fact, a tribute to Steve Jobs, the visionary, the rebel, the true humanitarian. When you gave me a call, uh, Mata, this past week and said, we've, we've got to do this show live and we're going we're gonna to do it uh, as a tribute to Steve Jobs, I was intrigued. I, I sort of knew, but uh, I, I didn't know exactly what, what kind of genius you were tapping into. And I hope today that we're going to uh, discover not necessarily the obvious, but something a little deeper behind this uh, iconic figure who I'm sure in the last week... Uh, we just just discovered how big of an American uh, culture icon he is up there with the likes of Henry Ford and Thomas Edison. And we want to talk about Steve Jobs' death. And I personally would like to address your quote in Facebook in, in which you connected on the spiritual cause of his illness and what we all can do to make our own deaths a little bit more of a conscious experience. We'll talk about that this this hour. And I'm sure we are definitely going to break the first rule of contemporary American culture this hour by doing so, no doubt. But first, let's let's talk about Steve Jobs, the, the rebel, the 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 icon, the uh, the true humanitarian, the visionary. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, as you know, or some of our listeners know, we've been doing eight-week series on another rebel, Osho. And I felt that it will be very appropriate, actually, to, to break into those series and talk about Steve, because he is, just like Osho, another great 
human and a, a rebel, which it's not that easy to come across people like him. And maybe to look deeper into actually what was he as, what was his contribution, not just what he did to transform our lives, but as a person, what does it take? What kind of a person would it take to be able to actually have that kind of strength and power and vision and ability to be able to influence? And I think his life as any person's life that actually goes, um, breaks through anything known is well worth um, you know, noting and we have to talk about them and learn from them and uh, Steve is one of those people and hopefully we can we can unveil some of the deeper parts of his um, contribution that on the surface might not be visible. Yeah, I was I think we're going to examine specifically his very famous commencement speech from Stanford University in 2005 in it he was quoted and I, I found this rather fascinating especially after listening to your online which you just uh, had this past Saturday um, with some of the with, with some of the people and and one of the components that really struck me as as relevant as very important was the sense of trust that somebody like Jobs had and I quote so you, you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. He, he said, you have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. And I, I found that very, very spiritual in the sense that there was in that trust, he found some surrender where he could really let go and, and do what he wanted to do. Well, first of all, trust. yeah, we, we need to understand that without trust, you cannot really tap into your creativity and your gifts. You will be, if you don't have the trust, and, and the trust is basically the trust into the unknown, the trust into the universe, that, that whatever is coming through you, is, is, is you, you stand behind it. So when the universe is giving you some signals, you stand behind it. Only a person who has that rebellious attitude and can jump can actually bring in something new, can, can break ground. And most of humanity lives in fear. And the fear is the fear of the collective, the fear of the social conditionings, the fear of religious conditionings. And when somebody lives in fear, it's impossible for them to take those risks and go against to what the, the social or religious conditionings tell you. Uh, how you need to live your life. And only people who go against those conditionings who actually become a blessing in a way it's very paradoxical because those are the people that get in a way criticized most and and when especially when they try to keep their life more private because you know it's very difficult to understand people like that and and because there is a certain sense of joy when when people see somebody in a you know in a critical light so so these people need to protect themselves. They need to stay in a private sort of, um, keep themselves private. And this is why 
Steve did that too, but I want to actually go more into, let's talk about the cause of his illness, because I think you started with that. You were going to quote what I wrote in Facebook. And I think that would be really um, an important part to, to, to take, to look at, so that I can maybe bring a little bit more light on, on what generally happens Okay, for those of us, uh, or for for those of you who really do not know, Mata is an internationally acclaimed master healer who has a unique gift, an uncanny ability to be able to read thought forms and see the interconnected layers of unconscious beliefs repressed in people's bodies and energy that causes pain and illness. And last week, Mata, you did a, a post on Facebook in, in which um, I can quote, if you like. Um, do we have time before we, uh, I guess, have to break? Why, why don't we break at this point and then we can come back and I could address the quote specifically and then you could explain fully what you meant by... I think uh, you can read the quote, Albert, because we have time, I believe. So just go okay. ahead and read the quote and, um, and I can try to probably even, you know, answer sure. it before we go to the break. All right. Well, you said uh, on the Facebook page that as someone who looks at what's in the energy and works with the root causes of people's physical ailments, I have never seen a case such as with Steve Jobs. Uh, You'll be surprised to know, you wrote, that the root cause of his pancreatic cancer was overwhelming kindness. It is difficult for the mind to comprehend this. It is a miracle how... The body does not explode while trying to contain such expansive universal energies of joy that arise out of creativity. You said that to contain such huge surges of creative energy and joy is difficult while being in the body. And after a while, the body just cannot handle it. I'm sure more wonderful things are waiting to be unveiled through such a great vehicle as Steve, happy journeys to him on his next endeavors, whatever they might be. So that that's that was uh, sort of got a lot of tread on Facebook. That comment that you that you made, and uh, I guess this is a good time to expand on that. Well, yes, and I, I felt compelled to write that because in in my you know, uh, almost 20 years practice, I haven't seen, I haven't come across a case where, although I know this is this is the truth in our spiritual sort of journey when we come closer to d- dropping the ego, when the ego gets, you know, um, ready to, to be transformed. But for someone who who has a physical illness, I've never come across that the actual cause of the illness has been overwhelming extreme kindness and I want to talk about that specifically because and this is what inspired me to to absolutely do this show because we know his contribution in in terms of technology and um, you know aesthetics and beauty etc the news has covered that enough to date but we don't really understand okay why did um, a great man like that have to die so early and have um, have this illness and it's important to really bring that part of Steve Steve Jobs out so people understand that kindness that actually helped him to bring to, to actually change the way we we live and communicate with each other today 
and uh, we can probably take more, we could talk more about that and I can explain why somebody who is so kind will have to go through such a physical difficulty and, you know, die so early and that would be something that will help people understand that life has a different view on um, things and there's there's a mystical perspective that oftentimes is missed and is not really understood. All right. This is Healing into Consciousness Radio. Stay with us. We'll take a short break and come back to talk more about Steve Jobs and uh, specifically his uh, YouTube famous commencement speech from Stanford. And uh, like Jobs, Mata will also address the issue of mortality and the importance of living from the heart. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. If you like reading personal development books and would appreciate receiving additional guidance from the author, this unique gift is for you. When you purchase the book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, and the No Yes Active Meditation CD, you can register for a free teleclass with Eliza Modadalian, which will give you an opportunity to ask your questions and receive personal guidance on how to find your inner joy and live your life more fully. Visit HealingIntoConsciousness.com for details. Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try Welcome back to Healing Into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. We're doing a little special tribute to Steve Jobs, the visionary, the rebel, the true humanitarian. And the first question one begs to ask, Mata, is why would kindness affect the body and, and uh, give it such uh, an illness uh, in the way that you describe uh, with Steve Jobs' case? We have to keep in mind that everything is energy. And the body is the more denser form of energy. There are different vibrations and our, our soul, basically, our spirit, vibrates on a completely different vibration. It's like, you know, we know this intellectually most of the time that when a person dies, they, their spirit, their soul does not disappear. It still continues. So there is a vibration that is much more greater than that condensed vibration of the body. So the body is like a vehicle. And that vehicle is a necessary vehicle in order for us to transform, in order to, for us to personally transform our, our energy from unconsciousness into consciousness. And also because we're living on the planet and sharing the planet and sharing life in order for us to contribute whatever our skills are. And in that process, when, when the person becomes too caring, only out of caringness is how you can create something that would benefit others. Because if the person is just concerned about their own needs and their own, you know, um, achievements and success, there's nothing that 
the energy doesn't flow out. It's more stays within the condensed sort of body in the ego mind state. But when somebody has a vision, a visionary, somebody who actually there is a there is a um, inbuilt readiness. It's almost like the person comes ready to share their gifts with others because their work is not so much to work with their fears. These people have already uh, developed to a place where they come ready, as um, I describe in the book, their their ego is healthy. They don't have Mm -hmm. to go through healing their ego. They come with, with the healthy state of the ego, which is then ready to contribute and to move on. And these are the people who can actually face their death. These are the people that are not afraid of death because in order to be a rebel, you have to you have to be in the state of not being afraid of death. And in order to actually bring in something new and to contribute into the world, you have to be in a state of not being afraid of what other people are going to say, how they're going to judge, and you know whether you're going to be re- rejected or accepted. So only these people can make a difference. And these people take us all globally, take, take the, the human evolution to another step. And yeah. I, I was just looking at uh, Jobs's uh, quote here, where it's obvious that here, here was a man who was really in touch with his heart. Uh, you know, when he says, I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love. And that is as true for your work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work and the only way to do great work is to love what you do this is no different from what people like joseph campbell have said for many years to follow your bliss if you haven't found it you keep looking don't settle as with all matters of the heart job said you'll know when you'll find when you find it and like any great relationship it just gets better and better as the years roll on so keep looking until you find it and don't settle so like you said mata i mean Obviously, this was no uh, wounded ego. Even from, you know, there, there, you hear of stories of some people who, who do a lot of great material achievement, but they did it from a place of a wounded ego. And I don't get any sense of that with Steve Jobs. He, he knew exactly from a very young age that I was, you know, he was going to contribute. He was going to contribute in a very big way and nobody was going to stop him. Uh, yes, and also we have to keep in mind there's two ways to contribute. One way, some people come and they actually bring in something benevolent that that enhances people's lives. And there's another way also that people contribute in a negative way. And their contribution actually destroys and it undermines. So just like with, with different emotions that, that each person has, this is where we need to really give a lot of you know, credit and tribute. And this is why somebody is called a humanitarian. For example, if you take somebody like Nobel, who actually made his fortune with the... The, the, the dynamite uh, stick. Yeah, and, and which, which did what? It killed people. It destroyed. It, uh, you know, and, and in a way, people who create wealth that way, at some point in their life, when they're faced with death, they recognize there's something in them recognizes the damage that they've done and then to just 
sort of like, you know, to, to um, cover up the guilt, then they donate their money or they, you know, create a Nobel Prize, Peace Prize, and it's called Peace Prize. So it's really ironic that the, the um, money that was created on destruction is used to give people a Nobel Peace Prize. So, and the same way, if we look at, you know, even, uh, even today, there is this whole talk about giving away your wealth, uh, which I think was started by uh, Warren Buffett and, and uh, uh, oh, Bill some, Gates. Some, yeah, you're, ref- you're referencing some billionaires who, who yeah. a- actually signed a pledge that they were going to give a, a, a almost 50% of their uh, billions away. That's and- right. And Steve actually did not participate. And I want to actually make this point as well. I would rather see that wealth because that kind of a, do- a donated wealth, where does it normally go? It goes back in st- into the institution that is actually already rotten. And instead, if I would like to see that kind of wealth go into something new, into something that is going to actually benefit people to take them into another step. So if you, you know, plunge that money into something that is already rotten and it's something that you're just trying to, you know, sustain, then it's a waste of wealth. All right. Yeah. You're listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. You can find us and join us or like us dare I say, on Facebook by going to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. For more information about Mata's books, CDs, workshops, you can please visit matadalian.com. And uh, Mata, I guess we're going to talk about the big D when we come back, the way Steve Jobs faced his own mortality. And I want to ask you specifically as a modern-day mystic, the paradox that the more you live your life fully is the more that you can embrace your death uh, fully or, or vice versa. The more you look at your death is the way you could actually enrich your, your life. So we'll talk about that when we continue with Healing Into Consciousness Radio. Thank you for listening. And now the end is near so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this, I did it my way. Welcome back to Healing Into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. I think now's the time to break that first rule of contemporary American culture, Mata, and and speak about death. It's something that Dave did in his commencement address. So he was a rule breaker. He ended up saying... I sort of paraphrase that, uh, don't be afraid, uh, stay loose, and uh, don't be afraid to be foolish, is how he concluded that, that very famous commencement speech, which is available on YouTube. But he also said something very poignant when he said that remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me 
make the big choices in life because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment, of failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. That is words of wisdom, timeless, transcendent words of wisdom. And uh, you could almost say that's, that's mystic talk. Well, and, and it's, it's mystic talk and it's death is the greatest awakener in a way. And if we really look into when Apple really started coming up with or coming out with more aggressive, sort of more groundbreaking technology was actually right, right around that time. Well, after, after Steve got fired from the job or from the company that he created... He was able to come back with a, a less sense of heaviness, I think he once said. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But where actually Apple started coming up with a breakthrough looks and, and a breakthrough technology, it, it's almost like when if your energy, you know you're going to die and you want to, you understand that your time is limited, then you have any kind of trickle of fear completely drops away. And then you can really jump with your energy and your vision. And in a way, you have that conviction that everything is possible and nothing is impossible. And, and whatever I can dream, I can create. And this is what I think helped for whatever came after that, that uh, transformative moment in his life to, for Apple, for the technology to start bringing out you know, the, the, those products and in a very short time. So he wasn't really settling for small things. He, he, that awareness that time is limited and my time here is limited mm -hmm. forced him to, in a way, create, be so extremely creative. Like you don't really, your life, your work becomes your life because you love it. There's no separation then Could it's not work anymore. You're just in it 24-7. It's part of your breathing. And this is where you bring in greatness. This is how you bring in, bring in something that actually makes such a tremendous revolution in a way. Yeah, um, I'm looking at some quotes from Osho here who said, it is impossible to relax. It is only possible to relax when death is a certainty. Relaxing is difficult when things are uncertain. If you know that you are going to die today, all fear of death will disappear. Mata, as, as a mystic, tell me about that paradox that as you examine your life, as you embrace your death, you in turn embrace life. Well, my personal experience was when I was five, I saw my grandfather die and I saw him suffer. And what it, what it did for me, his death at the age of five, is made me think that one day I'm going to die as well and life will continue being here. The sun will shine. People will do what they're doing. And it wouldn't really make a difference whether I'm here or not here. So then the question for me was to find out who am I? That was the most important question in my life. Who am I? What am I doing here? Why have I come here? What is my purpose? And those are the questions that most of, the, most of us start asking a, when we're faced with death, that's why death is such a great awakener. Mm -hmm. Or when we're, we're faced with somebody else's death, 
but even then many times we miss it. So I think that this is what I was trying to explain earlier, that awareness in a way freed all his energy and all his creativity. Then there was nothing that was stopping him to right. to come up with all this, um, the vision and the ideas. And he, he was actually very fortunate that by that time he has already created the mechanism, he has created the company and it was already running. So he didn't have to start from you know, to from ABC. So it was already, something was already happening. And at that point, he can really take it and expand it and look at what he did, how much he created in such a short time. And this is very significant because if the the experience or the knowing of his mortality wasn't there, he would have probably taken his time to, you know, come up with something next and next and next. And the whole, you know, the whole field, the, the computer field and the technological field, in a way, everybody was copying what Apple would do simply because, you know, there's to innovate like that in such a speed, you need to have something else. And something else is that spiritual awareness that my time is limited and I, and I want to contribute as much as I can. And this is where, you know, it's not about, you know, donate half of your wealth. No, it's about use that wealth to create something even greater. And this is the best way to actually utilize wealth and to use wealth and to put it into something that is going to help to transform not only our physical lives, but also transform us spiritually. And this is where we need to start looking at bringing awareness of death that that education is missing in our schools. And this is what Osho talks about, the five-dimensional education, where you bring the awareness of death from early on that children start understanding that life is temporary, start understanding that they need to do whatever they can in this short time that is given to them because this is the opportunity. And if they miss it, they miss living their, their creativity, their gifts, and everybody brings a unique gift that only they have. And that kind of education will actually take away that fear of death and fear of rejection and fear of social religious conditionings straight out and with this we can have such a such a rich such a beautiful and richer humanity that that it will be like a celebration of each other's gifts and each other's contribution instead of trying to undermine um, and start, uh, instead of trying, uh, feeling jealous or, you know, feeling competitive, it's more like, okay, what I can bring in to make it better? What can I do to, to expand something, to, to make life even better? And, and uh, you know, and when, when we look back, every single person that, you know, the inventors that we've been mentioning, uh, Bell and uh, uh, Wright Brothers that, you know, invented the airplane, and I think they were not mentioned in the media. Somehow they got missed. Look at how they changed our lifestyle. They changed the way we live. And this is the age where we have all these geniuses coming in, making the world smaller. And and this is our opportunity to actually take that and, and change our education system because this is where change has not happened yet. 
Uh, it's happening technologically, but we need to start bringing that change spiritually. And that dimension need to go hand in hand because that's how we're going to create balanced human beings that could live their greatness. <laughs> I'm hearing the telephones go off. Uh, I have another quote here from Steve Jobs who said, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. I see that we're uh, coming up to another break, Mata, here on Healing Into Consciousness Radio. I want to address with you, I think it's very apropos that, you know, since we've been talking about not only Steve Jobs' mortality, but our own mortality and how that can be a catalyst for us to be uh, at least more conscious and, uh, if anything, as a byproduct, to live more um, uh, more greatly and you know more fully uh, with one's life and i, I want to bring you to um this great meditation cd that you have i want to talk to uh to you about it when we come back on healing into consciousness radio we'll talk about the uh, transcending actually that fear of death of the unknown it's funny uh, steve Jobs said that you know i think in his commencement speech even people that want to go to heaven or are afraid to go to heaven um this whole business about dying is we all know that we're gonna die one day but a lot of us by definition and quite normally so are really afraid of uh, this body um passing and going into dust and fodder for the worms <laughs> that's all coming up more we'll actually talk about this specifically uh, and transcending all of this fear that we have in our body when we continue with uh, healing into consciousness radio right after this thank you for listening into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Mata, we are having a little tribute here to uh, Steve Jobs as a visionary, uh, a true rebel, and a, a true humanitarian. And it's evident that being in touch with his own mortality was enable him to really put a lot of creativity in his work and come, uh, come up with some unbelievable products for... Uh, for planet Earth and uh, the humans that share. But I'm, I'm really interested in this paradox of, of how, as a person, you embrace your, your, your death, you disidentify from your fear of death, uh, which is the unknown, you heal your physical, mental, and emotional pain, and you allow to, yourself to let go of your attachments that you have, whether they be in your body, your emotions, or the things and people that you might have in your life. How all of this, why is a paradox, does this make your life so much richer? First of all, it, it, you can only do those things once you have enough intelligence and you have grown enough to understand that life is temporary. By intelligence, um, you don't mean intellectual intelligence. There's a certain kind of, uh, certain way that you're using the word intelligence. Intelligence to me is something that you learn based on your life experiences, not based on what you've been taught. What, what you've been taught is actually conditioned. 
intellect. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between intellect and intelligence. And the reason I think we're, well, in my mind, the reason we're we're talking about uh, all these things is basically to help people understand that in order for for you, for anyone to live a kind of life that becomes a blessing, there's process that needs to be gone through. And whether, you know, and we have to understand that some souls are, they come more advanced, they've come more prepared than others. So it's a school of life that we're all in. That the planet is is that school that provides an opportunity for us to come and go as many times as we need till we mature enough where we don't really need to have a physical incarnation. And some people, you know, like I said, everybody brings their own gifts, but how do you live them if you can't even know that you have something special? How do you find that? And the way you find that is through going through your spiritual development and breaking through all those taboos and fears and conditionings. And that's why that's that's such an important part of the work. And this is not an easy part of the work, but a very important part of the work because that's how, in a way, step by step, you come to the realization that fear, why should I be afraid? Because I know I'm going to die because I know everything is temporary. And, you know, in my death, nobody can criticize me. This is one point that, you know, even people criticize me, it doesn't matter because I'm moving on. I'm not here anymore. So, so then how can I live my life entirely and fully while I'm still alive? And people like Steve Jobs, he's, he's such a beautiful model, a role model, you know, aside from what he did with, with in terms of bringing that technology to us. And I have to say, you know, I was in India when, when the first Apple II came out. And uh, we, we got about 10 Apple computers in, in the common in the ashram when I was, um, you know, with Osho. And uh, it was such a, such a revolution in a way. And we were so excited about this technology. And this is the, the first time we actually learned on a computer and how things work, basically on, on the Apple. And ever since, I've been an Apple user and lover and, and I would never change using an apple because it's so user-friendly and this is the era of innovation and you know um, innovation and transformation and this is where we can now bring in the spiritual uh, realm with married bring the two together with the um, technological realm because this is how we're going to create a more balanced human being and we're stepping into this place of the new man and a new woman and a new world and every single person contributes in their own way and there's so many rebels right now around the world and we see that you know what what's happening in new york uh with the wall street and we see we see all all those rebellious courageous people are starting to to take their voices out and they're starting to be heard in a way, whether they're, they're heard immediately or they're heard later, but something is up for change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we're, we're, we're coming into a place where 
when we do the best we can and what, what we're here to do, we don't have to cling and hold on. We can let go because by letting go of something is how you start something new. And in a way, Steve's death, in a way, it, it ends something for him, but it also opens a door for him to start something new. So a soul like that can continually go on creating and expanding and what's next thing that he can bring you know it's going to be even better and even greater so this is where we need to start learning to let go of all our attachments let go of what we're so afraid to lose and which is ultimately it's that ego that is afraid of survival Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you're not just giving lip service to this. Uh, you actually have some real tools in which that can become a reality for people. And one of these things, quickly, is your MP3 download of um, what we've been talking about, which is transcending your own mortality, or your fear of death and the unknown. If people are interested, they can go to your website at monodalian.com and um, just look for it uh, at your store. And I should also quickly mention that if you are resonating with what we've been talking about today, you can gain clarity on your path of transformation and even accelerate rapidly your healing into consciousness uh, by by checking out Mata's uh, eight-week online course, which gets underway at the end of the month on the 31st of October and runs until December 19th. I think that we've... uh, run out of time one uh, one last time i guess you know speaking of time i think steve has uh, showed us that everything is infinite when it comes to time and space and to really grab the bull by the horns so to speak and to live life fully and anything that we can do to make that a reality in, in, in the sense of getting all our ducks inside in a row uh, is is the greatest endeavor that that one can have, uh, re- regardless if we're slaying dragons in the financial world or with ourselves. I think it's more important to to, to go inside and and clear it there. I think that's your message. Thank you again, Mada. Thank you, Albert, and uh, thank you everybody who's listening. So uh, and join yeah, us for the the, uh, the Osho series, which resumes uh, next week here on uh, Transformation Talk Radio and uh, Healing into Consciousness Radio. Did you want to say something else? I wanted to comment on his last uh, word, stay hungry, stay foolish, in his uh, speech, but maybe we can comment on that uh, at some other time. Oh, yeah, what a, what a great piece of advice for young people, especially, you know, stay foolish and don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be courageous, jump I into stay, life. Stay hungry. Okay, yeah. on that note, thank you. You've been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.